You're listening to the Terrier Tracker Podcast with Todd Shaughnessy. Join us as we take a look at the Wofford College sports scene. Welcome back, everybody, to the Terrier Tracker Podcast. This is Todd Shaughnessy, the Terrier Tracker for the Spartanburg Herald Journal. Um, joined every week by my good friend, longtime broadcaster for Wofford, Tom Henson. Thank you again, Tom. Yeah, glad to be here, Todd. That was a pretty fun game last week. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Wofford uh, escaped with the overtime victory against Chattanooga. A lot of things to take away from that, but uh, the adrenaline, even uh, from the press box, yeah, uh, was pretty high level during that game. Yeah, it was in our booth. I know um, it's one of those games that was so well played. I thought by both teams, and, and Coach Conklin echoed something to you and I that I thought. I thought as the game was going on, it, the, both teams were well coached. I mean, it was a it was a true chess match. Who was making adjustments, and um, it was really fun to watch. And I, I said at the end of the game, you know, Wofford gets the one point win, and. Um, our, our great friend Mike Young, who was head coach here in basketball for a long time now in Virginia Tech, always used to say, crush them by one. And, uh, and you know, that's what, Wofford crushed them by one. That's all that matters. But uh, what a great win over a quality opponent. And uh, Wofford showed, showed me a lot on Saturday. It would have been fun to have the coordinators mic'd up yeah. and just listen to the both conversations. And uh, like you say, it was a chess match. They were countering each other. Um, that would have been just fascinating. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I, I just was amazed at the difference, the little just differences and nuances of, of shifts and, and what was happening with, you know, play calls and trying to keep each other off balance and trying to find an answer for this. And then they fi- you find one and then they, they find an answer. And it just was, was just a well played game. I mean, both teams executed at a high level. They were coached well and, and, you know, Wofford comes up one point ahead, and so you know you're you're you know one play away from us having a totally different mindset right now in this podcast and and for the rest of the season. And so you know you've got to have some of that throughout a season if you're going to win a championship. Well, the Terriers put together a heck of a two-minute drill yeah. at the end of regulation. They had to go the length of the field. They had two minutes and eight seconds to get it done. And uh, Coach Conklin told us there was the feeling all during that drive that. These guys were going to get it done, and, and they were making some mistakes. Joe missed a couple receivers, and they weren't. It wasn't exactly perfect, but there was that feeling that th- this is going to happen. Yeah, it, 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 there were times when it wasn't pretty, but I, I was the same way. I kept thinking the whole time, it, it's they're going to get it done. In fact, I told someone uh, via text during a commercial break after Chattanooga scored, I said, "Don't worry, we're going to overtime." You just had that feeling with this team. And, you know, you get helped. Chattanooga kicks the ball out of bounds. Yeah. I think that does something. It's a little bit of a lift for the offensive team and a yeah. little bit of a deflation for the defensive team. But then Joe came out and made some plays. He, he missed TJ. and he, I mean, he has flat out said, you know, he, he missed him. Um, but then he made some clutch throws. The offensive line did a really nice job of, of protecting him, giving him a pocket to pass from. Um, and then guys, Landon Parker made some really big catches. I mean, in the fourth and ten play, where you literally you tell a guy, "Hey, go to the go to the sticks and sit down." He went 13 yards and sat down, and Joe found him low throw, but but Landon dug it out. I thought there was a great uh, play to T.J. Luther that got him down inside the ten. And then, and what I thought was a gutsy call, um, the the option play where, where Van Cleve takes it on the jet sweep, and you know. Um, they had him dead to rights, but but he showed speed and athleticism and was able to turn the corner and stretch for the pylon and and get in. And so you do all those things, which are important. Then you got to give the extra point. And, and yeah. you and I talked about this with Coach Conklin. Yeah. 
Um, I always watch the extra points because I, enjoy, I just I enjoy watching Luke Carter. And but most people, I think you said and Coach Con can say, they don't even watch it. You just hey, it's automatic. But in that game, they were so important. Yeah. Colin Springer's snap was dead on. Miller's hole, Miller Mosley's hole was perfect, and Luke put it through there. So hey, okay, now we're going to overtime, and let's 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 catch our breath and see what's going to happen. But. Um, that two-minute drive was was really something to watch, and it shows the, the growth and the maturity of this team, um, not only in this season but over the past several years. Uh, yeah, the extra points, I'll be honest, I don't watch extra points because he makes them all. <laughs> it does. They're all perfect. There's no sense to watch. <laughs> but on that game, I had the binoculars up, and I'm because yeah. I, they were so important yeah, yeah. Um, that I wanted to see. Yep. And, and they were still perfect, but they were just – the magnitude of the kicks uh, was just elevated. Yeah, they were, uh, just throughout the whole game. I, I'm, I'm like, you. Yeah, I had the binoculars out and was watching all of them. But it just goes to show again how critical little things are. All the snaps, the holds, all of that has to be executed perfectly, and it was on, on every extra point Wofford had on Saturday. And so, you know, a game like that where there's nothing, you know, just a, just an extra point play that turns out those things can be really huge, yeah. and, they, and they were Saturday. You know the two minute uh, two minute drill was I think was really satisfying, especially for Coach Conklin. Yeah, um, and he talked about this a little bit after the game. Every, everybody practices the two minute drill at the end of whatever practice is, and, and you know maybe it goes well, maybe it doesn't. Um, but Wofford wasn't able to incorporate not just what they normally do in practice, but what they're working on overall, the overall scheme. And there were things that they used that they. Uh, tried against South Carolina State, the game that didn't turn out very well. But that, I think some of that came into play and gave them a big win. Absolutely. I, I said that during our broadcast. I said I never would have thought things that didn't work against South Carolina State would actually help Wofford win a game this year. But yeah. it did. That two-minute drive, there were, there were plays Wofford was trying to execute, execute against South Carolina State that they didn't. They couldn't. But then they did it against Chattanooga. So, again, it just shows the growth and development you know, and, and, and Joe, and just what he's become as a passer and the confidence he has. And, and he's now two times uh, in a row, Southern Conference Offensive Player of the Week, and he deserves it. I mean, he, he really is putting himself in a position where he may be the most valuable player in this league. I don't, yeah. don't give that award, but but um, I'd be hard-pressed to find a guy that, that right now is more valuable to his team than Joe is. We've talked to some guys who were in the huddle on that two-minute drive, and we talked to Blake Gerasati, uh today about that, and he remarked about – how calm Joe was, and he compared that he's, he's so much better than even earlier in the season. So confident. Uh, we talked about the play he missed, uh, T.J. Luther, and uh, when I when I talked to Joe about it, he said, "Yeah, I was upset. I gave myself a second and a half <laughs> to be upset about that play." But that's that's what he does. He just you can just imagine him commanding the huddle. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I would have loved to have had him mic'd up for that last uh, that last drive in, in regulation. Um, but I think the the growth, the maturity that you see from him, you you it's it's bearing fruit in the five game winning streak. I mean, you know, he he has he is playing really good football, and it it, it shows with wins right now. And this team has put themselves in a position where you know they're atop the Southern Conference. They have a chance to win a third straight Southern Conference championship. Um, a lot of. We may look back on a couple plays that are huge. One was that fourth and ten yeah. to land a party. He said he sat down. He literally sat down. Sat down, yeah. Yep. And caught that ball. And the other one was the two-point conversion. Um, you got to admire Guts for going for it there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, on the road, uh, 
you know, that's that's the spot to win. You should be able to get a couple yards. Um, so it was amazing it came down to that play and that with all the 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 coaches match, matching wits, it came down to pretty much a freelance play at the end when it broke down. It was. Wofford defended it just like they wanted to, um, and it, then it became uh, a backyard you know, foot flag football, touch football game that you have on, on, on a Sunday afternoon. And the Terriers, you know, got a little fortunate, and, and yeah. it, it, it takes that. But um, I, I totally – we kind of did a poll in our booth. Um, we, we – almost all of us, it was not unanimous, but almost all of us agreed that you go for two there. And, and so I thought Rusty Wright made the right decision. I would have gone for two. Um, I liked the call. Uh, Wofford defended it well. And then get Nick Tiano credit – he stayed alive long enough to give them a chance yep. to get the two-point conversion. And just, you know, unfortunately for, for Chattanooga, the, the, they didn't make the play, and, and Wofford did. And, you know, now that's the difference between Chattanooga having their backs against the wall now, having to play Furman at home this week, whereas Wofford, you know, now gets that win, and they're, they're, they're atop the league, and they, you know, they know, hey, if we do this the next uh, three conference games against Mercer, against Furman, against Siddle, if we win those games, we're the, we're the champions um, that, that's one play, and, and that's a fine line, and, and the yeah. Terriers were, were on the good side of it. it. It changes the dynamic for this week, too. The Terriers go to Clemson. They play one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. And then yet you're, you're, the next three games after that are more important for the Terriers. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it, it's kind of weird to think about that. Yeah, this is a – and it's great to play Clemson, the, the, the pageantry, the, the running down the hill, the defending national champions, the 23 straight wins that the Tigers have. That, that's, it's all great. They deserve everything that they're getting. Um, this is the – Walford has four games left. This is the fourth most important game. I mean, the, the, yeah. Mercer next week is the most important game, then, then the Furman game, then the Citadel game, and then Clemson. And so, you know, the Terriers are going to come out – don't get me wrong. They're going to try to win the game. But, but – um, that's secondary. The, you know, the key this week: see how you match up. Um, work on your stuff against you know one of the maybe one of the five or six best teams in the country, and and then use that to make sure that you're ready for Mercer next week. Um, because that's the most important thing is is figuring out a way this week to get better so that so that when you play Mercer next week, you can put yourself in a position to beat them. Because if you do that, then it makes the Furman game even bigger. Uh, from a player's standpoint. Oh, they just want to feel like they played well, so then when they go to Mercer, it it will seem like it's not quite as hard as last week was. Yeah, yeah, it's almost <laughs> like the you're the 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 guy on deck in a, in a baseball game. You put the weighted donut on your bat so you can swing it. So then when you right. get up to the plate, the bat's a little wider. No offense to Mercer, Furman, or Citadel, or anybody else on Wofford's schedule. They're not Clemson. I mean, this is a team that you know truly is one of the, the, uh, the hierarchy of college football. And so if you can execute, if you can do your fundamentals, if you can do the little things that you need to do and then be successful against a Clemson, that should translate to success against Mercer, against Furman, against the Citadel, into the playoffs. Um, but if you come out and you, you, know, you kick the ball around and you don't do what you're supposed to do and you're not fundamentally sound – um, yeah, it gives you a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth headed toward toward Mercer and maybe a little bit of questioning yourself. Um, but, yeah, this, this game is all about, hey, how do we match up? What can we try to do to, to, uh, to, to test ourselves and then, and then get ready for, for a bigger game next week? You know, it might sound bad, but I think Wofford almost approaches this as an exhibition game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if there anybody that's borderline ready to come back to the lineup, they're not coming back. If the score gets out of hand early, guys are going to come out. 
I don't think, uh, and I don't think that's a bad thing. No, not at all. In, in fact, if Coach Conklin wants to leave the first string and most of the second string in Spartanburg and have me and you suit up, that's fine. Uh, it's not going to go well. Um, but, but you know, this team, he said it to us today, and I fully agree with this, Wofford's not in the football business to beat FBS schools. That, that's, not why they're, that's not why they have a football program. They have a football program to win Southern Conference championships, to make the playoffs, and to try to contend for an FCS national title. And beating or playing Clemson does nothing to help toward that other than the, the athletic department and the institution gets a nice paycheck. I mean, that, that it, helps, it helps the school. It helps the visibility of the school, which is great. But as far as from a football standpoint, you know, it, it, they could be playing Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State. It doesn't matter this week. I mean, it's just it, it, next week's bigger. And, you know, that, it, that's kind of simply how it is for this football team. And that's – and. For me, I, I love that. Uh, I'm yeah. all about winning the conference championship. I, you know, this week, uh, you know, we'll go see all the orange and see what they can do, and, and then move on to, to the big thing next week. People might think it sounds strange coming from us too, and we're excited about being at, at Clemson for this game, but yeah. we're, we're really looking forward to making. Absolutely, I love making Georgia. Uh, there's a lot of great people there, and that's a that's a, that's a big game. Yeah, and from a Clemson perspective. I, this may be their toughest challenge before, you know, as far as the <laughs> ACC goes. And, you know, maybe they do need to work on some things and they can do it against a, a Wofford team that I think would compete very well in the ACC Coastal. So, um, you know, Clemson may actually get more out of this playing Wofford than Wofford does playing Clemson. Um, it, it's just an interesting, interesting week, um, an interesting time to be playing this game. Yeah. Uh, but for Wofford, I think, you know, hey, it's the next one. Go out, try to get better, and, and again, the, the three games coming up after this are, are much more important, uh, much more meaningful, and, and this one is just the next one you have to do to kind of get some things tuned up and, and ready to go for that three-stretch game. Pressure's all on Clemson because if they don't, you know, win in a blowout, they'll drop in the polls. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, they're you, out. You, you, better, <laughs> you better beat Wofford by 60 or so or, or they're going to fall down to five or six and then – um, and, and, then, and then, you know, the strength of schedule probably takes a tick up playing Wofford this week. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, it takes it to go back down over the next couple. But, but yeah, I mean, they, they got to be careful here. I mean, you know, Coach Sweeney and them, I'm sure they're over there fretting. You know, what are we going to do? we got to maintain our ranking and all that good stuff. And I tell you what, FCS, we don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. And it, it, makes, for, yeah. it makes for a much more enjoyable football season where – um, I always tell people, don't worry about the polls. They'll work themselves out. It doesn't matter at, at the FBS level. Uh, at the FCS level, hey, win your conference championship, you're in a tournament. And if you're in the tournament, you got a chance. And so, yeah. um, you know, Wofford's playing good football, and, and, and hopefully we'll keep playing good football this week, but more importantly, the rest of November. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk to everybody again after the Clemson game. Thank you. Todd Shaughnessy is the Terrier Tracker with over 20 years covering Wofford sports. The Terrier Tracker Podcast, presented by the Spartanburg Herald-Journal and GoUpState.com.